0: Hey friends, welcome back to the table with Cass and Mari. I'm Cassara. And I'm Mari. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come hang with us.
1: We pray that this episode leaves you filled with hope and joy, helps you to see life in a different perspective, and draws you closer to Jesus. Hello, hello. Hey, Maury. What's going on? How are you? I am good. I'm tired. Tired? I'm not going to lie. Yeah. We don't have to pretend, right? Right, right, uh, right, right. But I am good. <laughs> How's the week? It's, you know, okay, so what's today? Today's Tuesday. Tuesday. So, it has, you know, it hasn't been a long week. But this weekend, I got to go to a business leadership retreat. Okay. I honestly didn't want to go. I was over, I know. you know, a lot of stuff yeah. going on. I didn't want to go. And... I had already made the commitment, and God put orchestrated this. Like, there should have been no reason why I even knew about this. Mm-hmm. And he orchestrated it so that I was invited by one of the leaders. And so I decided I probably should go. Yeah. And it was wonderful. It was good. Yeah. Good,
0: good. I know. I know that you were, like, thinking about it and deciding... And then it's like, uh, do I want to do this? Do I don't? And then I think you going really, like, it's like, okay, this is where God had me. It was good. It was refreshing for you, for yes. sure.
1: Yeah, and I learned so much. And I also, I was standing in the group with, with the people. I think there were 12 of us. We were just kind of standing outside before one of our activities. And I was looking around at them, and I was so pleased. Mm, yeah. Just thinking, I've never been surrounded by other people who think like I think. Yeah.
0: Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah,
1: yeah. When you are a serial entrepreneur was the term that someone mm-hmm. used describing me. You just think differently. Like everything to me, I think like a business. And I don't mean that in a greedy way because yeah. you know me. I'm right, not greedy. I right, am right. I don't do anything for money. But I just think like there could be so much more to this. And yeah. So many more people could be reached. And
0: I just have all these ideas. So. And I think for you it's good because it's not like – it wasn't, like, a Christian organization, right? It no. was from people with bit different backgrounds and stuff, too, to yes. so be able to have, like, that connection on that end and not just be like, okay, this is, like, forced, you know? Or, yes. like, this is, like, what it, quote, should be. Does that make sense? Yeah, I was yeah.
1: in kind of, like, a secular situation yeah. with... And it was with local businesses from our area and people that I know, but also lots of people that I didn't know. And... You know me, I'm not shy about my faith, right. so they're asking me what my goals are, and I'm like, well, this is what God has called me to. Right. And so it's kind of cool to just be immersed in, into a different atmosphere, but also to be around people who think similar, similarly right. as I do. I don't know if that
0: makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Was I'm so cool. glad I got to
1: sleep through the night. I, know. I got to take a shower uninterrupted. I ate three meals, That's so funny. and they were well rounded meals. Yeah. So yeah, that was worth it. That's good. <laughs> and you, because you stayed at a hotel. Yeah. Um, it was a retreat center. Okay. So it okay. it kind of resembled a hotel, but okay. it was
0: quite a bit fancier okay fun fact I love hotels I love going to stay at hotels and love like yeah, I do just not. Being, no no I love being away and just like being able to like not for long periods of time but yeah. like I'm going to stay at a hotel for a night or go away for a night like I always think that's so fun
1: no like Airbnb all the way there was one okay. point where I was so tired it was like nine o'clock we all ate dinner everybody was hanging out in the lodge like talking and networking and I'm like, yo, I don't ever get to sleep through the night. I'm sorry I'm exhausted. I am going to bed right, early. Right, early. And I had – so you have to walk back. Like so I did go outside and walk back to my room. Okay. And I was like watching my back the whole time. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just I don't know, skeptic is kind yeah. of personality. You, i don't just know. skeptical. Um, no cell service. Okay, which and is so nice. There's only certain areas that you can get Wi-Fi, so I couldn't like call my husband mm-hmm. as I was walking. Yeah, for safety reasons. Yeah, there was nobody else on the property. It was very very safe, but yes. that's just how I think. Yeah. Like hotels freak me out. That's so. funny. Yeah. So, anyways, it's what was how's your week been? What have you been up to? It's
0: been good. Busy work. It's been our, our busiest season. We play every twice a week. We're on the road. Yeah, so if there's you know, new people, what do you do? Yeah, Talk yeah. About? So new new listeners. I am a college basketball coach, so right now it is college basketball season. Um, so we are just super busy with that. We practice, 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 play, practice, practice, yeah. play. We have one day off, so we're in r- routine, so it gets easier. But when just when we're on the road, like Saturdays are just long. It's like twelve to fifteen hour days. Yeah, So it's wow. just long, busy, um, but. Yeah, it's been good, for sure. Definitely been good. Great support. Um, Yeah, it's been a really, really fun season to walk into, you know, and to be a part of right now. And, yeah, just being able to spend time with my girls and do that. It's hard, but it's good. Yeah. For sure. So, and then being able to really take what I've been enjoying and loving is just, like, fully taking the sabbath and yeah. turning off my phone and I tell them hey I'm not available on Sundays like so I turn my phone off on Saturday night and I will not turn it back on Either like late Sunday it's been like super late Sunday that I've been because again Monday you know just being able yeah. to prepare for the week um and if I have anything to do Monday but that's been really nice so yeah just work work, work, that. work. Yeah. and then again like we said last week we are running a marathon <laughs> so I've been running working out doing that kind of stuff right now um so yeah should we do
1: like a marathon training update really quick we'll, yeah we'll get to the good stuff guys don't worry
0: <laughs> okay what's well, our update
1: um I am so out of shape you guys <laughs> I can't wait to listen back to this in oh, June yes. yeah. and laugh but so I, so I came home from this retreat my whole family had fevers within four hours and then I also had a fever we were sick today's the first day I've been feeling okay so I ran this morning oh mm-hmm. it did not feel good yeah the, my first run last week felt really good yeah i was excited of course i wasn't sore yet right you know, right but yeah i'm out of shape guys you'll get there you'll, you'll get there it'll be good just Time. under two Time. miles i was supposed to run three and i just turned it off yeah Grace. but i think it's okay yeah yeah, yeah. remember yeah. we
0: said i'm still further than i was on For day sure. one and like you being able to run because i'm like has Mari been running but i'm not gonna ask her because i know <laughs> she's been sick <laughs> i don't want her to make i don't want to like make her feel guilty you should still ask me okay i will but i'm just like i don't want her i know you've been sick (laughs) and i know that like this is just busy and i'm like has she been running i'm not gonna ask her but good i'm glad that you ran without anybody pushing you or telling you to do it
1: i need to get better about the strength training though that's gonna be the game changer for me at this point yeah when i was running before i was already strong and i am not right now So, I need to be more consistent about that. I have been skipping some strength training
0: days. We have time for sure. Yeah. And we'll just get there. So, like we said last week, today we are talking about relationship with the church. Mari, what do you have for us? Uh, We're going to talk about first
1: what God says. What does God say? Because Let's be honest. It really doesn't matter, Casera, what we think. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we can have our opinions. Life circumstances can, can happen to us. But it doesn't actually matter what we've been through. What it matters is what God says about this topic. And so let's talk about Scripture. Can you read to us Hebrews 10,
0: 24 through 25? and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together as in as is the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near there's that
1: that those two verses are so rich Mm -hmm. and so full of so much information but what I personally wanted to point out first is that Struggling to get our butts to church is not a new problem. Right, right, And struggling to want to meet with other believers in corporate worship is not a new problem. This is uh, biblical times, and they are in need of encouragement to not give up meeting together
0: and to to strive for it all the more as the day draws near. Right, and in that it says... Um, Encouraging one another. And so I know we will talk about that as we get closer to why going to church is important. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: so we have a list of some of the benefits. I I hate saying benefit because it's not about me, right? Um, It's not about what I can get out of the church. What can the church do for me? It's about how I can serve other people and how I can use the gifts that God has Mm -hmm. given me to better... The church body to right. be a part of the body yeah and but the fact is there are benefits god every good gift comes from god mm-hmm. and and the way that jesus walked was an example for us to show us how we can live our best life right for lack of a better word yeah and so there are a list of benefits that we have and it's not so it's not what we can get out of it but how we can serve others. We need one another to grow in our faith, to learn to serve, to love one another. It teaches us to exercise our gifts and to practice forgiveness mm-hmm. are just like a few quick examples that we see in Hebrews ten twenty four through 25.
0: And let's talk about, that's a good point, about exercising our gifts. You know, like the Bible talks about um, how... I can't remember where specifically in scripture it is, but like every person has different gifts and the body is made up of different parts and how the body um, reacts to different things and how they serve one another. If I in a church do well serving in the kids ministry you know that's a gift that God has given me and so I'm going to use those gifts to serve at the church but Mari you can do your gift is music and so you can do a great job of serving the church through your musical talents you know Mm -hmm. Um, and so not everybody has the same gifts and talents but being able to use those to come together to then glorify and honor God on the day that we all come together. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so easy to look at
1: someone else and think, wow, I want to learn to lead worship, Mm, but mm -hmm. God gifted me with a gentle spirit to work with kids. right? You know, and so just like learning how to press in and be appreciative and proud of what gift God has given you and to steward that well with the community that he's plugged you into. So that scripture is actually 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 27. There is one body, but many parts, mm-hmm. but all its par- many parts make up one body. It is the same with Christ. We are all baptized by one Holy Spirit, and so we are formed into one body. It didn't matter whether we were Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free. We were all given the same spirit. So the body is not made up of just one part. It has many parts. And then it goes into, like, <clears throat> suppose the foot says, I am not a hand, so I don't belong with the body, but it cannot stop the body. Stop it from being a part of the body. You still have a foot and you still have a hand. Right. Okay. So, like you're not, you can't get out of it. Sorry. Like, like if you're a believer, you're attached to us and we love you and please come back. Right. 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 Yeah. <clears throat> so, we we can actually look at Jesus's life as an example of how we should live. And if you go to Luke four sixteen, could you pull that one up for me? Yeah. Um. Luke four sixteen shows how Jesus who had every right to judge the sinners, to call out the hypocrisy in the church, still went to the synagogue to worship. Mm -hmm. And so if Jesus could do it, if Jesus could forgive, if Jesus could still be a part of the body of believers within the the big C church
0: and even going to the synagogue, we can do it too. And he was... Rejected, um, And that's what yep. Luke four sixteen says. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and and as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. And then he went and read uh, what the, the prophet was. Or, yeah. Yeah. What the prophecy but, was. But it
1: said he went to the synagogue as it was custom to him. So this wasn't like an isolated situation. And you see... Um, Jesus going to the synagogue all throughout Scripture as a part of his his practice, right, right. And so, I I just don't see how.
0: If there's any way around it. And let's just go back um, a couple <clears throat> verses before that, starting in verse 14. And this is when Jesus begins his ministry. So how important is that at the beginning? It's not like he was doing like doing all of this stuff and then he's like, oh, maybe I should go meet with people, you know, or yeah. it wasn't at the end of his of his ministry. It, at the beginning, like this was huge and was important that he put himself there and in these places um, as he started ministering. Um, to the people mm-hmm. publicly. It says in verse 14, and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit to Galilee and a report about him went out through all the surrounding country. And he taught in their synagogues being glorified by all.
1: Yeah, that's so powerful. Um, and so we, we also wanted to point out whether it's a home church that you're attending or a church building, it is really important to be sitting under um, sound teaching that is bible based not opinion based not taken out of context um and that you
0: have good wise counsel over you so we're talking about relationship with the church so what is the church right Mm -hmm. so there's big c church that we hear and that is like the body of believers that those are the people who are across the world across yes um who are living their lives for christ right those are the people who are serving and um, honoring and walking out their faith of jesus christ throughout their day-to-day life and then we have the word church little c church which is like the building and the place that people go to gather and whether it's a big church or whether it's a home church um, you see mega churches those things the important part is what you do as the big c church not the place that you go right we are not in
1: competition with each other or um in battle with one another we we, you see that so often like people hating other churches across Mm -hmm. the town or across the state and I think it's important to remember that we are all on the same team, right. for lack of a better word, and we are all a part of the Big C Church. Right. And you know there are some some closed fist the- topics, th- topics like theology, theology yeah, yeah. that that is not negotiable. That Jesus is the Messiah. That He died on the cross, and um, that we, with repentance, have been, sa- been saved from our sin and can be accepted into relationship with Jesus and the veil has been torn for us to go to heaven, you know, but there are some open fist things that we can look at and think, okay, well, this is how I'm interpreting the scripture. This is how you are. But that doesn't negate the fact that Jesus died on the cross and that we are living our life to the best of our ability, following God's word, um, that they're, they're different things, but that doesn't
0: separate us from christ right and just like you said mari like as it's as long as you're being fed and taught in spirit and truth um there may be some churches that have maybe that um gear more to have A kids ministry, you know, Mm -hmm. and as a young mom for you, you want to make sure that your children are being taught well in that children's ministry. Right. Um, And maybe there is another church that doesn't have as strong of um, a young young adult and that's what you're looking for, for yourself or for your children. And so as long as you're being taught, you know, that that sound doctrine and truth and we're worshiping Jesus and not self. Um, those are a couple, like, big important points to look at in a church.
1: Absolutely, and it's okay to try out a couple of different churches to figure out where you are meant to go. Right. In prayer, in mm-hmm. prayer, when we were looking for a church a couple of years ago, we were heavy in prayer, constant prayer. We were almost, like, um, in, like, laminate <laughs> over the the process we like were grieving the process and um we were just so like worried that we would end up in the wrong place and god gave us confirmation after confirmation Mm -hmm. it wasn't just one time it wasn't just for a week or two weeks it was like six months or more and still to this day i'll say okay god is this still where you want us to be and 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 then he will he's faithful to confirm through whether the message is aligning up with something that's going on in my life or someone at church um like, speaks a powerful message over me or connects me with somebody who is like-minded or, you know, there's just, like, so many different ways, like, plugging us in with, um, like, a homeschool group. Like, there's just been so many, so many powerful moments, and if you ask God for confirmation, he will, he is good and faithful to do that. For sure. Um, So, trying out different churches is okay, but Mm -hmm. church hopping indefinitely and long-term, because, do you want to...
0: Yeah, I think that for us, it's like we need to, again, that we talked about being that body and being plugged in and where can you use your gifts and talents that the Lord has given you to then serve? Um, because that's a big part of like, okay, going to church and being and getting plugged in and being in community with people. Um, God has given you these gifts and talents to use, and how can you do that if you're not um, plugged into one one group of people one congregation you'll never be able to steadily use your gifts and talents for that
1: absolutely i've we have friends who um i hope they don't mind me sharing this (laughs) i'm not going to say their names um very very talented musicians and it took them trying out a couple of different churches to actually land at the church that god had Appointed for them to lead worship in but had they stayed at the churches that they tried out previously the opportunity wouldn't have been there. Right. And so. And, and what a powerful ministry that they have now through that mm-hmm. and through being obedient and, and going where God led them and then staying. And so it was really cool to kind of watch that journey.
0: And then even through that, even though God called them to that through worship, he's used them in so many different other ways too. Absolutely. And bringing other people, young adults, like-minded to... Um, their church and coming to know the lord and doing small group and mm-hmm. things like that which is really cool to see too so god using one thing and then being able to magnify and multiply that for other things
1: yeah and i think the other churches that they tried out would have served their family well for sure. they were okay fits but then they weren't able to use their gifts yeah. if they had stayed yeah. so so yeah and like um, very good friends of ours, but they don't go to the same church as us. Yeah. And so that's okay. You don't have to go to the same church as your best friend if that's not where God is calling you. Right. And you can still be good friends. Yeah, yep. you know? <laughs> yeah, Yeah. So that's like a, just a really cool point. Um, another really important point that we wanted to bring out as a benefit to, um, plugging into a church and really making it your home wherever the meeting takes place, believers thrive on fellowship with mm-hmm. other believers and the teaching of God's word. Like that's what fuels us as believers. It helps us to connect with other believers who we wouldn't ordinarily have met. There's so many times where I've met somebody in the church. I don't see them on my day-to-day life. Right. I don't see them at the grocery store. We don't cross paths. I don't see them like where where I'm like plugging in anywhere else. But through the relationship that I've built at church, I have really fantastic, amazing, godly mentors and Mm -hmm. other moms who who are homeschooling. And so then we were able to plug in outside of church. But had it not been for us commonly meeting and worshiping in the same place, I wouldn't have met friends
0: like that. Yeah, same. And I wouldn't have been... Friends with the friends that I have now, if I didn't see them at church, because I mean I knew of them, um. But that first connection and conversation happened in the church. Yeah. Yeah, and we want to
1: say this like very tenderly, but because I know that this is not the only place to meet people for sure. But my best and Casera's best advice for you is that if you're looking for godly friends go where godly friends go mm-hmm. to worship jesus right if you're looking for a godly husband a really great place to meet a godly husband is at church where they're already committed to going and worshiping and seeking god on their own and if you if you want a godly mentor same thing like what a great place to to meet somebody who is already seeking Jesus. Now, is it the only place to find godly friends, a godly mentor? No. You could end up working with somebody who goes to a different church that, you know, is is sold out for Jesus. But nine times out of ten. And there's also some pretty rotten people going to church, <laughs> too. Because church is, um, I don't always love this saying, but I'm going to say it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> this is what I do. Church is also a hospital for sinners. Mm, yeah. It is. And we're all... I mean, and that's biblical. We're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. And when I was a new believer, I was growing by going to church. And so I was bringing my brokenness into the church. And through that, through the people accepting me and loving me through that hard time, I was growing and I have have turned into the mature believer that I am today and so you're gonna find broken hurting people in the church and you need to stay on guard and alert with that especially if it's like a spouse you're looking for but in a mentor you want to make sure that you know you're not plugging in with the wrong people but with that being said Church is such a great place to find those people, and you can try out different churches until you find the right community. But you can't just go to church on Sunday and expect these things to happen for you. You have to plug in because there's not really time to form deeper relationships when you're sitting in church on Sunday. Right, right. But then they say, okay, here's when the small groups are. Okay, try out a couple of small groups. Okay, um, we need help serving in, in kids' ministry. You're going to meet other believers in kids' ministry and their parents. Okay, um, we have a ladies' brunch. We have a young adults' club. We have, you know, like all these different things Well, you have to get out of your comfort zone and go if you want to meet people.
0: Right. Um, Mara, I love that you brought that up because it's Mark two sixteen and 17. It says, And the scribes of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with sinners, talking about Jesus, eating with sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous but sinners. And that is what, yeah, we are a bunch of broken people who are who show up to church and who are who love Jesus and maybe not all, but you're there for a purpose and a reason and god has brought you to that space for for some for some purpose some reason mm-hmm. and every single day that um you go and that it's just another opportunity and i think that i sometimes i think that can get lost mm-hmm. in our day to day okay i go to church every sunday but it's like God, you've, you have given me this, the strength and the spirit to say, okay, I'm going to church today. And, you know, opening my heart to see what God has for to, for me to receive mm-hmm. for that day. But also going back to that, like finding, um, finding godly people at church. And it's like, and then you have a whole other slew of community that they can see those people and say, okay, well, um, maybe this person, struggles in this area, or maybe this person, um, you can connect well with them in this area. And so having other people who know those people who are going to that church can help um, build those relationships.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that's like just such a powerful moment. And um, there are weekends where I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. I had a long week. I didn't sleep. The kids are being really cranky in the morning. And I'm like, gosh, I just really don't want to go. And that's that's a perfect time to sit for a moment and pray and God change my heart. Right. Give me the desire to gather with your people. Give me the desire to dig into your word. Help me to be teachable. And it's really those are the moments where I feel like God is so happy, excited, thrilled to show up for you. But they say like if you don't feel like it do it anyways mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah that's good because that's how the change happens okay so mari let's talk about the fellowship of believers so let's talk um in acts 2 242 this is what paul is talking about what the group of believers look like, how they, they can physically like act this out and what their lives look like in doing. And it says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every single soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved.
1: Ah, so good. It's so good. I feel like this is God's original design for the church. So if we could like pin down what God's original design was, and live it. I feel like this is what it would be. And the first time that this section of scripture really stood out to me, it dropped me. I mean, I had read the whole book of Acts many times. And so it wasn't new information, but the first time that I was like reading through it as an application, it dropped me because I thought, I've never experienced this. Yeah. In the American church. Right. Which is a whole other topic. <laughs> but, um, but I was like, what would it look like if within our church body there was nobody with need? If we weren't stingy and we saw a need and we prayed and God fulfilled that need through what we have. And so I just feel like it's just so powerful. Or what if we weren't, um, closed off to the outside world and to the brokenness of others. And we opened up our homes to, to people who were in need to, to, and we had um, like, just like a, an endless flow of fellowship. Yeah. You know, I mean, Jesus also set the example of getting away and having his quiet time. And so we're not saying like, burn yourself out and use all your resources irresponsibly, but man, this, this little piece of scripture in acts is like packs a punch. Okay, so we talked about why it's important to go to church, but what's at stake if you don't? So, Casera, let's talk hypothetically. I'm a believer. I love Jesus. I asked Jesus into my heart. I said the prayer, and I don't want to go. I don't need to go to church to be saved, to go to heaven, right? So what's at stake?
0: Why? So that's true. You do not need to physically go to church to be saved and to get to heaven, but there are so many benefits. Is, uh, is b- benefit the right word? I know. So I don't many. like that word, but that's the one that was in my head. There are so many um, positives or um, opportunities. Oh, that's a good word. There's so many opportunities that we have as believers going to church and congregating with other believers. Um, and we... A couple of them we can be strengthened about around other believers Mm -hmm. um we can see their faith and know what people are walking through hear their testimony see God working in their lives um and yes we can do that at home and but not you're not gonna hear from all these random strangers that you might not know to then um hear their testimonies or see the work that God's physically doing in their life. Um, if you're just sitting at home, um, another big one is to encourage one another mm-hmm. and physically being in person to encourage and support and love one another. What's the iron sharpens iron verse. Yeah. If iron sharpens iron, yeah. one brother sharpens another. Yeah. Proverbs. That's Proverbs. I don't know what yeah. that is, but Proverbs something. Um, and then like we talked about earlier, using your gifts and talents that God has given you to serve um one another not just yourself serve the lord but you can do that through serving others and so if you're at home as a believer you're not physically being able to get out and do that you know through the church yeah i have a couple thoughts like the first one is
1: if you're not hanging out at church where are you hanging Mm, out yeah so who you spend the most time around is who you become like whether you like it or not and over time things can slowly, one compromise after another, you can end up in a bad place without even realizing it. Like, how did I even get here? And it was just like one little tiny trickle of compromise at a time. And so who are you hanging out with? Really assess that. Um, My my second thing is relationship. So when you're building a relationship with somebody, if it's one-sided, so if I'm in a relationship with somebody and we meet up like, Once a year, Mm, mm -hmm. twice a year, maybe like we meet up on Christmas and Easter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're going to grow apart. Right. We're just naturally going to grow apart. Like I'm going to remember some of the things that I love about them. I'm going to remember some of the good times that we had. But the rest of the year, we're going to grow apart. And and that puts you in a very vulnerable position. So sure, you might be saved. But you are not surrounded by other believers to knock the enemy out when you can't see him. Right. To knock you back on the path when you start to entertain um, sinful thoughts, when you start to entertain, um, like, old old patterns that were leading you into a destructive a destructive place. Yeah. And when you are surrounded by believers, they can help protect you. Like, hey, Kisera, I noticed, like you're kind of getting into like a, a bad place mentally. Mm, like, mm-hmm. let's talk about it. Or I noticed you've been hanging out at the bar a lot. Like, right. what's going on there? And so um, my the the example that had come to mind was a flock of sheep. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I, I know that they use this example in the Bible. I'm not being an original. I didn't come up with this. <laughs> but, but when you think of a flock of sheep and a shepherd, and if Jesus is our shepherd and we are the sheep, if one sheep goes astray, leaves the flock. You know, there's power in numbers when we're together and the shepherd can watch over us. And God is watching over you, period, whether you whether you are led us share or not. So take this with a grain of salt. But if one sheep goes off, it's so much more vulnerable to get attacked and devoured by mm. a wolf yeah. than if it stays with the flock. Right. And so, so that example comes to mind when I think of a believer who refuses to plug in with the body. Yeah. You are making yourself vulnerable. It's a lot harder to be sharpened mm-hmm. when you're not surrounded by believers, and um, and like, who are the five people that you hang around the most? Are they believers? So when something does happen, maybe somebody wrongs you okay, and you're surrounded by a bunch of believers, and their advice is going to look starkly different than if you're surrounded by people who who don't believe in God and who are here for vengeance and want to encourage you to um, take control of this situation and get Mm -hmm. back at them or, or whatever. But then when you actually like dig into God's word and God talks about forgiveness and lifting the weight off, it lifts the weight off of your shoulders when you can Actually find true forgiveness and true healing from situations like that,
0: and instead
1: of holding bitterness and
0: anger, yeah, and that's funny because I actually just had this conversation with one of my athletes the other day, and like um she's always like we we always just have like really good conversations, and she's always asking me for like my opinion and advice and stuff, and I finally said to her, I said I don't know if you want to hear my opinion or my advice. I say, because it's not going to be what your friends tell you and it's not going to be what the world says is okay. And she's like, no, that's why I ask you these things. Uh And like, for me, it's just like, okay, Lord, thank you. Like you have me here for a purpose and a reason. I'm going to stand firm on your truth and what you say is, is good. And what's God honoring. um, Because I know that these seeds are being planted. And so I'm like, okay, like let's do this. And, Going back to what you said, Mario, about like being able to deepen those relationships in the church, if you're like shying away and because maybe you feel shame or you feel um, that you you sinned against God and you did something wrong or whatever I'll say nine times out of ten the people in the church, if you're surrounding yourself with people with a good godly community and people in the church. They 're going to love you through that they 're right. not going to shame you, yeah um because they're they, they want to be an example of Christ and look like Jesus, and Jesus isn't going to shame yeah. you right and so I think at times people stray away from the church because they feel judged or r- ridiculed yeah. or um, misunderstood. But, so that's why it's so important to, again, know and understand what kind of church you're stepping into mm-hmm. and the people that you're surrounding yourself by because those people are going to want to pick you up and love you like Jesus did.
1: Yeah, and you you can find, it's possible, because I know somebody out there is thinking it, it's possible to get plugged in and find a small group and you share your story with them and what mm-hmm. you're walking through and you get ripped to pieces. Yes, yeah. And they... they the shame that's not from God onto you and that's just a sign to find a different community Mm -hmm. um not people who are going to pat you on the back and tell you it's okay you can keep living in sin but people who are going to love you through it and help you to grow um I have an example I was sitting with a group of people from church a couple weeks ago and the topic on hand was like shame like is there shame that we're still carrying around and i had to go first and i was like okay do i like like how much do i reveal to these people because i don't know them right <laughs> and <clears throat> i just felt this weight lifted that that i that i felt like well mm-hmm. if if i just put lay it all out there no one can hold anything against right, me right right and so i just laid it all out there like when i was young i used to drink a lot and mm-hmm. i did drugs and i Like lived with my boyfriend and I I went through this really hard season of life where I walked away from God and God redeemed me through Mm -hmm. that. And, um, I don't want to see other people walk that hard road. And so I have no problem sharing that with people. And so I think a lot of people think like, Oh, well I have a really rough past. And if people find out they're not going to want me around. And after I shared that everyone else at the table had a very similar hard rough story and I felt like it kind of gave them like a sigh of relief that they could openly share what they had been through as well yeah and heal from the shame that it carried because someone wasn't afraid to go before them right and that's just sharing your testimony Mm -hmm. you know being able to do that with people that's great and I've had people even like in the salon share like sin that they're still walking through Mm. and God really like provided the words to help challenge them to try a different path yeah and so there is healthy balance i guess is my sure. my point you can find healthy balance in the church keep looking if you haven't found it
0: yeah um, <coughs> okay me. so we talk about i know the bible talks about corporate worship and how important that is um and doing that you know inside the church and worshiping god because of who he is not what we can get out of it um but through that you know, in Galatians 5.22, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit and having that only through the Holy Spirit. And how can we feel God's presence and God's Spirit? And yes, we, we can feel it in our homes, by ourselves, with our spouse, children. But, you know, on Sundays, you know, God feeling the place where people go and worship Him. We can definitely feel it there and just having those fruits of the Spirit exemplified through that in ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very powerful. Um, okay, are we ready to talk about the next one? Okay, so... Okay, I like... Hypothetically. Yeah, I yeah. like going to church. <laughs> I like going to church. I really loved church, and I was let down. Yeah. I, uh, a leader hurt me. A um, Somebody within the church said something that just, like, set me on, on a bad path. Or an author went rogue. Mm. I saw a celebrity pastor who... Um, I loved all their sermons. Their sermons were great. And then he cheated on his wife, and he did, and he denounced his faith. We've seen yep. that in the in the news too. Pastors denouncing their faith, and so so my faith has been shaken. Yeah.
0: Now what? I think the two big my faith things... has not been shaken. <laughs> <just for. laughs> this is our hypothetical. Hypothetical. I sold that great. Um, I think the two big things that we can come back to is one: these people, they're. Humans, which means that they're broken. They were born into sin nature. Mm -hmm. So that's one. And two, this does not define God's character and who he is. Right.
1: People, the sin of our sin does not define who God is. Our
0: Our sin is a reflection of the brokenness of the world. Yes. And I think that in those moments, we have to take a step back and say... Okay, was I following this pastor? Was I holding tight the opinion of this au- of of this author so closely that I took it as gospel truth? Mm-hmm. Was I putting this church building and all the things that they offered me more important than the truth of God's word? Right. And so take a step back and evaluate that and understand God is who he says he is and he never leads us astray. And sometimes when we're such in the thick of things and we feel so hurt that we can be angry at God and not the situation. Mm -hmm. um, And of course, God knows everything. And there are things that happen in our lives that... God is using to show us something and so okay Mm -hmm. take a step back pray about it Lord what are you showing me showing me what are you trying to have me understand open my eyes open my heart Mm -hmm. Um, gather around other believers and people who know you um, maybe people who have gone through these similar situations
1: yeah and God's not afraid of our anger Mm, so if you if you're angry at God right now or you have been okay God's not God's not afraid of that, and he hasn't stepped away from you because of that. But it's definitely, like Cassara said, a good idea to step back and just um, give credit where credit's due. <laughs> yeah. And I also think that it's really important to assess the situation to see, like, is there repentance? Mm, yeah, yeah. Because we see – I've recently seen an author who, um, you know, it came out that he was cheating on his wife, and he was a big Christian author – and I began to watch him walk through public repentance. Mm. And, you know, there is a scripture in 1 Timothy, I believe, where it says that if you are a teacher, you will be judged more strictly. Right, yeah. And so, unfortunately, if your career is in the public eye, so is your sin. Yeah, yeah. But I watched this man walk through repentance and healing with his wife publicly. How hard would that be? It's hard enough to do it alone, but to do it in the public eye. And I thought... He's still leading people to Christ through his sin being revealed and him repenting. And repentance is not just an apology. I think as a kid, I almost feel like that's what I absorbed from repentance was to say I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. But repentance is then, you know, when you're back in that situation that true change has happened in your heart. Right. That your heart has changed. You truly are sorry. You truly have... Um, a, a hurt from your sin your heart is broken from your sin and so when you see repentance take place from a leader who has messed up in the church to recognize that and to not be a pharisee stoning them alive because of it you right. know yeah so, so and, and you know there are situations where repentance is not taking place and there's pride and they're um they're fighting tooth and nail for what they did and trying to justify and cover up and you know those are definitely some hard situations but there are there is health in the church building in the little sea church you can find health mm-hmm. you're going to find a lot of brokenness and and that's just how it is and and i and i want to say it's okay because we are all human including the people that we look up to but i just think that when you walk into the church building you have to know broken people are here for sure and they're supposed to be here yeah. and I am broken too. Yep. Every day I sin. Every yeah. day I fall short of the glory of God and have to repent and um and and just check my heart and check my actions and check my words and um and so I am not any better. Like we've never arrived. For sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even We're like a pastor, on. like the pastors have not arrived to glory until the day that they see Jesus face to face. Right. And so you're going to see pastors like fall short of the glory just like we are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's good. Good, 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 good stuff, Mari. And so we can't, so,
1: so my point is we can't base the strength of our own faith on a man, yep. another person, but to take ownership of our own faith. So when you have, that's why the personal relationship with Jesus is so important. So when you have your own relationship with Jesus, when you are reading your Bible on your own at home, when you are praying and you are seeing God show up in your own life, when you have seen the power of God show up in your own life and someone else falls short or your pastor moves or something else happens, God is still who God says he is because you remember the day and the time and the hour that he showed up in your life. And so, so, you, so your faith doesn't stumble because you have a solid foundation. But you have to do that. You have to take ownership of that yourself you can't rely on the sunday sermon or the person from small group you actually have to go home and hunger for him yeah yeah that's good and if you don't have that hunger the same thing as going to church ask god for that hunger i have to do it sometimes mm-hmm. some there are times and i i hate saying this but there are some times where i'm like god, i don't have it in me today right to thir- to hunger and thirst
0: yeah. give me that hunger for you. Yeah, and even in different seasons for sure you can see where life has faltered. But where do you turn to? What do you run to in tough seasons? Are you crying out to God? Are you down on your knees praying? Are you getting in the word and scripture? And I mean that's yeah, that's it has to be your own relationship with the Lord and not what your parents want you to have your relationship not with your friends not with your your even your spouse or your significant Mm -hmm. other um because at the end of the day you are your own person and what and your relationship with the the Lord is your relationship with the Lord and my relationship with the Lord is not Mari's relationship with the Lord and so yes she helps and guides me and encourages and supports me through that but when I go through tough times I'm turning to him first and not mari. Absolutely.
1: Our heart behind this episode today was to encourage. We don't want to we didn't want to like tear down leaders. We have so much respect for pastors and authors and people who just put themselves out there to share the gospel. And when they when when they do preach first before they fail, it doesn't negate the truth that comes from their their preaching. All it does is prove that as a human, we are still going to fall short of the glory of God, but that should not stop us from seeking. For sure. But like our heart is to encourage people who maybe have had a bad church experience or just don't have that desire to go or have like social anxiety or whatever
0: it whatever it is. Or don't even know if they should go. You know, there's so many people who say, oh,
1: you don't need to go to church. Yeah. And we just want you to know like there's so much goodness waiting on the other side of that first step that you take towards seeking to try to find a church family yeah and so we just want to encourage you to do it yeah we just want so, okay so I have some questions for okay okay we're just it'd okay. <laughs> be really fun to like help you guys get to know us a little bit better you're like who are these chicks that are like tearing me apart no um so we just wanted to tell you we just wanted to I have some questions I'm gonna ask you and we'll share with you a little bit more about us okay let's go Okay, um, do you like people watching? Oh, goodness. And can you come up with a story about them?
0: <laughs> um, yes. Yes, we love, my family <laughs> and I, we love people watching. We love just to sit and to watch people. Do um, you have any good stories yeah, you can tell? Yeah, any us? good stories. And not in like a judgmental way, but just in a way like, okay this is interesting you're at this place and you're doing whatever I know and you're at a slew of places I don't even
1: know what what a good story would be I don't know I love to people watch but it has been a long time since I've been in a situation to people watch um this isn't even like a great story so I'm sorry guys but um a couple years ago I flew to Nashville Mm -hmm. and I was pregnant with my first daughter and, man, I was, like, so uncomfortable carrying my luggage through that airport. And, you know, you have to book it. Yeah. And so I stopped at, like, a little restaurant to grab a quick bite to eat before I left. And I'm, <laughs> like, these tables were so close together. I could not not hear people's conversations. I could not not hear it. And so there were these two older women sitting next to me. So I was probably, like, 30. And they might have been or like around 45, okay? And they're talking about this, like, bad relationship that, this one woman's in. (laughs) And I lingered a little too long because I was listening. But I really felt like this is going in a a, a different direction than I think you'd think. Um, I really felt like God wanted me to speak into this lady's life. Mm. And so I just walked over the table. God makes you do weird things when you become a believer. And I was like, I just want to tell you about a time when I was living with my boyfriend and it didn't work out. And this is what God did in my life. And
0: they ended up being believers. That's so funny. And she received it. That's so funny. Yeah, so eavesdropping, I guess. Praise God. One of the things that (coughs) my sister and I will do to People Watch... Like, if you're out and about or if you're, like, on trips or whatever, people are, like, taking pictures, we'll always say, like, hey, do you want us to take your picture for you? Aww. So, like, we're, like, watching them to see, are they, like, trying to take a family selfie? Are they trying to put yeah. the, the phone up to take pictures? So when we when we do that, my sister, she, she, she does that a lot. She'll be like, do you want me to take your picture for you? Um, and so I've also done that. So and then people will do it to us, but we always put our phone up on a self timer because we like those pictures. Yeah. And so people say, "Do you want to take?" We're like, "No, we're good for now, but thank you." So, That's so funny. well, we will people watch for that. I think I was expecting
1: some funny stories, but um, those were good. Uh, okay, so this one's funny. If you had to become an inanimate object for a year, what object would you choose to be?
0: <laughs> What's inanimate? An <laughs> A water bottle, like okay, okay, like a water bottle, like that something doesn't get that, washed for a year, so something that doesn 't move, something yeah, that's like, yeah, oh. okay, um, if it's I not alive for a year, it's not animate, okay, oh, like not animated, okay, 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 okay. yeah, that makes <laughs> sense it's late, it's past my bedtime, <laughs> um, what would I be for a whole year, something in my house, do I have eyes? <laughs> <laughs> you're asking too many questions a couch a
1: couch <laughs> you like when you get tooted on uh, yeah I love my couch <laughs> okay so I decided after careful thought that I would like to be a pitcher on a wall okay because I am okay. less likely to get tooted on that's so funny oh
0: my gosh
1: <laughs> okay oh my let's go. do one let's okay, do one more, one more one more okay um <clears throat> If you could make a rule for a day and everyone had to follow it, what would it be? Ooh,
0: that's a good one. A rule and everybody had to follow it. Yes. Do you know what mine would be? No, tell us. If you are
1: in my presence, you have to make me food. That's so funny.
0: Because I'm in a season where
1: I am not enjoying cooking. It's like such a chore for me. But if I could have somebody bring me nutritious food when
0: I need it, I would be in heaven. Funny. I think my rule would be do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> is that biblical, Cassandra? No. <gasps> Speaking of. Oh, yeah. That was a okay, good segue. That was yeah. a good segue. Segue into. What is our next episode going to be about? Okay. So our next episode next week, we are, we're going to get into it. We are going to talk about slogans and phrases that people quite literally live their life by words yeah that people use to yeah that's good live their life by um for example you do you is that biblical no (laughs) do what makes you happy put yourself first (laughs) I don't think that's biblical. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. You guys can tell us your thoughts, but we're going to be
1: breaking these down next week and talking about what God says and how, as believers, we can live our life in a way that honors God. Um, and you will just be able to recognize, like, some of these horrible thought processes. And that don't lead us to a edifying life through Christ. Right. And and ultimately it feels good and it sounds good at first but when you actually think about what future it holds for you by living your life that way it's pretty empty yeah
0: that's it for today thank you so much for listening thank you for joining us we are so excited for next week if this episode was encouraging to you
1: in any way like it and share it with a friend to help us spread the word see you
0: next week love Love you Bye. bye